You are listening to the Grown and Vegan Life Podcast, Episode 2. Welcome to the Grown and Vegan Life Podcast. I am your host, Dieta Rohde. On this podcast, we talk about being vegan from the perspective of being healthy. And we take a deep dive into being healthy in the other areas of our lives, like relationships, money, and mindset. The ultimate goal is to be whole and to experience joy in our lives, not just our eating. So we look at both practical and spiritual ways to experience optimal health. The main thing to remember is that nothing in this show is meant to replace medical advice from a trained professional. I am sharing my experience and the experience of my guest. Please use wisdom and take what you feel will work for you. Now, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming to listen to the Grown and Vegan Life podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. And if it's not your first time, thank you for coming back. It has been an amazing week. I had a first or a great first week of this podcast. I am so thrilled that it has gotten off to a great beginning. People are receiving it. Um, Even gained a partnership to have another space to be able to listen to the podcast. And so this is just a very exciting time that I am enjoying this. I'm, I'm glad. I've been wanting to do this for a while. So there is opportunity to listen to the Grown and Vegan Life podcast on Hindsight Media Radio on 103.5 FM. We will be airing every week on that platform. So I am excited to be partnering with them and joining them, joining their family of other influencers and podcasters. So this has been a great week, a great first week. So thank you. Thank you if you're just tuning in and thank you if you are coming back. But I want to get on this topic about leaving. Leaving, um, it's a deep topic really. And so I, you know, I hope that we're still friends. I hope that we're still cool by the end of this. <laughs> but I just have to share my heart and really kind of give you the the information that I feel and what I've learned. And hopefully you can take something from this and apply it to your life. So recently, I resigned from a job that I had had for several years, over 10 years. I worked at that job and I was really surprised at the last few days of the job. Actually, the last day. It was not as sentimental and warm and fuzzy as I had hoped or thought it would be. Um, you know, when you work for some place for a long time, you think, oh, it's going to be great. People are going to be sad. I'm leaving. Da, 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 da. Well, that really wasn't how it was. It didn't go down like that at all. And it could be because over time I've moved around. I hadn't, didn't really have the type of strong relationship with the, the team I was with, but it still felt like it should have been different to me. 
or I would wish that it wouldn't, that it would have been different. But it was business, you know, um, it was just the way it was. So it's, it's all good. It's all fine, but it just wasn't what I expected. And with that, another example of something that I've been dealing with is that I've been working on trying to close an account and pull funds from this account in my relationship with the company and move on. And in doing that, this process has been delayed. Any other request that I've had before I was leaving went fine. But now that I'm leaving and closing the account, the process is delayed. So when I was thinking about this, I wondered, or it caused me to think about how many times it's easy to get into certain situations, but it can often be extremely hard to get out of them. And whether it be due to loopholes or fine print situations, companies can make it extremely difficult for you to part ways. It's even, you know, it shows up even when you are looking for a refund. You know, when you want to pay for something, they'll take your money very quickly. But when it's time to get refunded, it can be over a course of several days. So, Starting something can be easy, but leaving a situation can be hard. And this can be the same when it comes to relationships and certain connections that we have. Leaving, though, is a very important, a very important part of life. In order to enter into a new place, we have to first leave the old place. When we go through life's transitions, it is tempting to say that we will not change. We will stay the same, but that isn't true. We are going to change. And that, you know, a lot of times you hear that when people get successful, I'm not going to change. I'm going to remember you. I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that and I'm going to stay the same. But that's not realistic. When you go into a new situation and you have people that were were related to your old situation, if they stay the same and you change, there is going to be a difference there. It's not going to feel the same. It happens when people leave, maybe go away to school or they go and do something different and then they come back. They have changed. And, you know, you can try so hard to get back in the swing of things and, and, and be around the same people, but the conversation's different. You've been expanded. You have been around a different, it's, it's, if you go to a new city or move to a new state and then you come back, you have been exposed to something different. That happened to me. I lived in a city or a state and I moved to another state and I moved back. I have different friends. I have different people that I connect to now. I don't have the same type of people that I deal with now. And it happened organically because I'm different. So when we, when we are exposed to new things, 
We can say that we're going to stay the same, but the reality is we are just not. We're just not. And it can cause this dilemma inside of us. It causes this inner conflict because part of leaving can mean leaving things that we love behind in order to embrace the new thing. But we can literally tear ourselves apart emotionally and mentally when we try to hang on to what is behind us while trying to embrace what is in front of us. And the truth in the matter is, it can be scary to leave. When we leave, we step into what's uncomfortable. We have to learn new ways of being and showing up in the world and we have to learn new ways of relating. We're in a new world. There's a new language. There's new ideas and new mannerisms maybe. It's all different. It's all different and we have to be okay with the fact that some people that were with us before are not going to be with us in the future. They're not gonna go with us. Basically, the way I see it is people either go with you or they hold you back. They either go with you or they hold you back. And there can be relationships where there's ebbs and flows, where there's sometimes, you know, one person in the relationship or one person in the connection will be on a different path. They may be further ahead and you're at a different level, but eventually you're going to catch up with them or they're going to pull back. So there's always this ebb and flow. There's always this pull, um, push and pull in relationships. And the ideal relationships have both parties all parties involved are on a path of growth. We may not grow at the same pace, but we should be growing at least and not staying stagnant. When you are in your process of growing, you have to be okay with being lonely sometimes. You have to be okay that maybe some people aren't ready to grow. They don't want to change. And that's okay. You can love them where they're at, but you still can move forward and move on your path of growth and not feel that you have to stay in that one place. Now, I am the only person in my family that's vegan. And many times I am the only vegan in certain social situations. So, you know, being a vegan and leaving that space of eating meat and dairy and all of that, it's a it's making a dietary change. So you're leaving a situation. You, you're out there on your own sometimes. So, you know, whether it's going vegan or just changing to eating a healthier diet, maybe it's not, maybe you're not vegan. Maybe you have just decided you want to lose weight. And you need to eat different things than maybe your family is eating at the time. You have to be willing to go ahead and leave that situation. Not leave the household necessarily, but leave 
the, the pattern that you were in. Leave that so that you can embrace the new lifestyle because I don't really believe in diets anyway. It's not, it's not a diet. It has to become your lifestyle. If you want to maintain your weight loss and maintain your health and fitness goals, it has to become a life change for you. So if people are not wanting to change with you, you have to be willing to change on your own and keep going. So, you know, that can involve peer pressure. A lot of times, if you are the only person that is vegan or the only person who is doing a a diet, maybe you do low carb, I don't know the different ones that are out now. There's so many different ways of eating, Um, but maybe you're the only one that does that. You have to understand that people, you know, when we do something different, it's like, Peer pressure comes in. People want to feel comfortable. And when you're doing it differently, then it makes them uncomfortable. It can make them uncomfortable. So the natural response is to try to get you to be back in with them. Be back, you know, eating the same way with them. Or, you know, sometimes when you're eating differently and they're not, it can cause people to feel judged or they can feel convicted that they need to change but instead of changing they want to focus in on what you're doing and try to cause you to change because it'd be easier for you to come back to where they were instead of them trying to move forward where you're at but one thing that I learned as I've been on this journey in vegan in eating vegan is that I will not allow people to make me feel bad about choosing to eat this way. For instance, if you're going out to dinner, I've I've put down or turned down invitations to eat because the the location wasn't conducive to my way of eating. And instead of me going and being made to feel like I just have to eat, you know, maybe they had a few things on the menu that I could eat but they weren't things that I wanted to eat. And instead of me putting myself in that situation where people would feel sorry for me and what I had on my plate, I just chose not to go because I will not allow myself to be put in that situation when I real when I know that it's not that what I'm eating is bad or that I don't have a lot to eat. It's just that they don't have the they don't have a lot to offer. So just because there are not very many choices doesn't mean that what you have chosen isn't good. Just because there are more options to something doesn't mean that it's the right choice. So we cannot allow people to make us feel like we're missing out when we decide to make a change for ourselves just because other places haven't caught up with what we're doing. More and more restaurants are offering vegan options, but many times they don't really get the fact that it's vegan. They're, I guess, classified as plant-based. And so many times they're vegetarian. They still have the cheese. They still have the different product, the dairy. So, you know, they're not catching up. They're trying, they're making an effort, but they're still, you still have to be 
mindful of what you're doing and is it putting you back into an old habit of the fast food and different things i know a popular chain has just come out with this delicious food that um everybody's kind of being excited the the reviews i've gotten so far have been it's really good i'm not jumping on really quickly right now because i'm just kind of waiting to see is that really what i want to do because just because it's vegan sometimes it still is not necessarily healthy so we have to make sure that what we're doing is not just replacing one unhealthy thing to for another unhealthy thing but that's a whole nother podcast a whole nother day but when i was married to my second husband it took me a long time and a few attempts to leave i wanted to get out of the relationship but i struggled to get out of the relationship the main reason reason initially was because i did not have a plan on doing my new life So I easily went back to the old life and I didn't want to feel the loneliness and I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. A lot of times when we are trying to start something new or want to leave an old situation, we have to have a plan for the new. That goes with the relationship, an eating plan, whatever it is. If you're wanting to leave an old situation, You have to have a plan for the new. What are you going to do when you feel those things, those times of loneliness? What are you going to do when you feel that temptation to eat something that you don't want to eat normally? There has to be a plan. We have to put something in place to assure that we are successful in the new life that we want to leave. And I still had feelings and cared for the person. So it was hard for me to justify my need and desire to leave. And sometimes leaving doesn't mean you don't care. It just means you need to move forward. So we have to sort through our feelings. We have to sort through our intentions. Whatever the reason is, To leave successfully, you have to know your reason for leaving. And you have to believe in that reason. If you don't, there are going to be well-meaning people that are going to try to change your mind. Or you may even change your own mind. You may talk yourself out of it. You have to have a reason. Your why has to be strong. And if it's not, it'll be so easy to go back to the old way, to not stick to the plan. The reality is whether it's leaving behind meat or leaving a bad relationship, leaving is not typically an easy thing to do. There are situations when, you know, leaving is a relief People are glad to get out of the situation. But even in those situations, even in those times, there are moments when it's hard. Because even in abusive situations, even in toxic situations, you become accustomed to the way it was. So new feels crazy. 
Maybe you feel like things are going too good and you don't know how to deal with that. There's all kinds of challenges when we leave a situation. So we have to just be prepared and understand that leaving can be hard. Many times we deal with mixed emotions about leaving. We're just uncertain about what's ahead. You know, we have these mixed emotions of longing for what used to be, but we desperately want what lies ahead. So we have to be willing to take that time that we need to grieve. You know, I have been on this vegan journey officially for just under a year. I started off vegetarian around October of 2020. And then I went fully vegan around March of 2021. And to be honest, I don't completely remember whether I allowed myself to eat meat for the holiday in 2020 or not. I know around that time frame, um, you know, there was still a lot of things going on as there are today, but I, I can't really remember how I handled the holiday at that time because I was abstaining from meat, but I wasn't abstaining from dairy and cheese and things like that. But I can fully remember this past holiday season in 2021 that I did not eat meat or dairy because I actually cooked my very first official vegan holiday meal. I had part of my family that decided that they would be my guinea pigs and um, join me, my grandson, my granddaughter, my oldest grandson, and my granddaughter and my daughter. My granddaughter was not, she just wasn't having it. My grandson, he did try it. He didn't really like it. (laughs) My oldest or my youngest daughter, she did try, and there were a couple of things that she did like. But what happened during that time is, first of all, it was a lot of work, y'all, and I was tired. I thought, I don't know if I'm going to ever do this again, at least not by myself. It was a lot of cooking because you really, you know, with vegan cooking, you really have to cook a lot of things by scratch. And so I had to make all of these things ahead and I didn't start ahead, far enough ahead, really. It might not have been as hard if I would have. But it was a lot of work. And I was tired. <laughs> but something happened during that time that I wasn't expecting. And what happened was I actually started to miss meat during that time. And it wasn't in the sense necessarily that you know I wanted to eat it. It was in the sense that I missed what it meant during the holidays. And I grieved those memories of eating certain foods during the holiday with my family and also making certain foods during the holiday for my family. I wasn't expecting to feel those things. We're often taught that we should not feed our feelings and that's true However, we don't really learn very much about how much our feelings and emotions are connected to food. 
it's more than just about the eating. It's about the feeling that comes with the eating, the time that we spend. We, you know, we might have a favorite recipe that a, a grandmother or a mother made. And if it was meat based and we decide we're not going to eat meat anymore, first of all, they can maybe be hurt by that because they enjoy, people put love into their food. I'm one of those people that I cook from my heart. I don't do a lot of measuring and it's very frustrating sometimes, I think, for people who try to follow my recipes. <laughs> so I apologize for that. But at the same time, it's just, I cook from, that's how I learned to cook. It's just like people who play music by ear. I cook how I feel. Some days that works out for me. Some days it doesn't. But, you know, if people made something with love and it was meat-based, then when we are on this journey and we're trying to do something new, it can be easy for us to take it very personal that, well, people are not getting on board with me and they're not trying to help me out in this whole new journey. They know I don't eat meat anymore. And all of these things can happen. But we really have to think about the fact that this is a new thing for people. People need to get used to it. Also, if someone makes something for you and they're used to making it for you and they do it as an act of love, that's maybe one of their love languages or the way that they do it. When you stop eating it, it can be hard for them too. So I think that that is just a lot of things that we don't think about, at least I didn't think about, that come with changing the way we eat and moving into this lifestyle of being vegan, leaving anything really, relationships, or if you're not vegan and you're just doing a different diet, all of that comes into play. There are emotions, there are feelings, there are memories that are connected to what we eat. And so I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't think about that. I didn't know that that was going to happen for me, but I did have that time. And I grieved those moments this past holiday. And that can be enough. That alone by itself can be enough to cause you to want to turn around and go back to meat. Maybe you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You don't want to hurt your grandmother. You don't want to hurt your best friend who makes this for you every year, whatever that is. You don't want to hurt their feelings, but at the same time, you can care for their feelings, but you can still care for yourself. So I did grieve those moments, but what I determined is that I would make new moments. While I grieve those moments, I miss that. It's not enough for me to want to change back. It just made me aware that I needed to make new memories and make new, um, have new connections to food. I was reminded of something that I read during that time. I read this a long time ago about Russell Simmons and I am not up on up to date on his life at this time. I don't know anything going on with him right now. <laughs> I used to kind of follow him. I liked a couple of books that he had out years ago 
and I was reading one of his books. And in this book, he was sharing how he was vegan. But during the holiday season, like the last quarter of the year, he took a holiday from being vegan. During that time, I understand because there are so many parties and I can only imagine being a celebrity, how that could happen. But there's lots of parties, invites, situations where it's just easier. There's a lot of things that people serve that aren't conducive to a vegan diet. When I was going through this, I just, unfortunately, I would turn down the invitations or I would bring my own food. I took my own food to my holiday dinner for my family. I took my own food to another dinner that I went to, but that's not always something that can be done. When you can, you can, when you can't, you know, you just can. I think that some people maybe eat ahead of time and just go for the fellowship and the time to be with people. There's adjustments that have to be made. I thought about at that moment about, ooh, a holiday, maybe, just maybe, but I did not choose that path. I maintained my meat and dairy free lifestyle but I did acknowledge how I felt and I took some time to grieve. Grieving is part of leaving. You're always going to have those feelings. You're going to have some type of feeling about leaving something behind. And it's okay. It's okay to go through those processes of grieving For me, I was a little hard on myself at that time. I just felt like I shouldn't even be tempted by meat. I felt like I should be above that. I should be beyond that. But the truth of the matter is, I'm not angry at meat. I know that many people have different reasons for being vegan. They have different paths that that led them to this place. My path led me here for my health. So I don't judge people who have a different reason for being vegan. And I don't feel that we should judge anyone for their reason for being vegan. I truly believe that because of the strong opinions and the way that it's presented, that it really keeps good meaning people or well-meaning people or people who could really benefit from this lifestyle away because they don't want to deal with all the different agendas. But I felt bad. I felt like I should not even want meat. But I really understood and recognized the fact that I'm not mad at meat. I am just choosing to be healthy and for me at this time means abstaining from meat. For many people, being mad at something is the only way that they are able to break free from it. It's the only way that they can leave. It doesn't have to be the reason for leaving though. We don't have to be mad to leave. We can just decide that we have to make a better, a different choice. 
We don't have to be mad to leave. We can just make a decision to leave. So before I end this podcast, I want to leave you with this final thought. It takes a certain kind of strength to leave something you still love. The way that you do that is finding something you love more. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to the Grown and Vegan podcast. Be sure to join us next week for a brand new episode. In the meantime, visit grownandvegan.com for more information and visit YouTube to subscribe to the Grown and Vegan YouTube channel. You can also follow Grown and Vegan on Instagram and Facebook.